This is Jerry for the JRI-RIGG.com. The Jerry Rig Media Center allows you to take all of your media, your movies, your TV shows, your iTunes, and watch it on your TV. You can watch thousands of TV shows and movies for free on one of the 332 pre-installed add-ons. And with Community Porthole, you have the possibility of thousands more. The Jerry Rig will make you want to set fire to your Amazon Fire, chuck your Apple, and laugh at your cheaply designed plastic Roku. Because the Jerry Rig is made from a machine-tooled, military-grade aluminum body. And not only is it affordable, but it does not have a monthly fee. I know. It sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? Well, it is. But it is actually true. Visit jri-riggg.com for more info. That is jri-riggg. And, by the way, it can also play all of your retro video games. That's jri-riggg.com. This is episode number 40. Uh, I'm joined by my regular uh, host, co-host uh, tonight, George. Hi. How's it going, George? It's it's going good. Uh, if I had some good mushrooms, I've had some bad <laughs> mushrooms. You know, ups and downs here and there. Yes. And mushrooms, and mushrooms would definitely be appreciated in trying to figure out some of the nuances like these games. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. Because today, listeners, we have a special treat for you. We're talking about not just one, but four games for you. Uh, four games, like, for the price of one. Well, you're not really paying for this podcast, because if you are, like, you'd be sort of, very much ripped off, but... Uh, Wait, you don't have to pay for this podcast? <laughs> We're not that good. <laughs> uh, who, where, where has my money been going, then? Uh, oh, boy. They're going to make the podcast better, so... <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, no, in this episode we're in this episode we're covering Super Mario All Stars, uh, which is a special uh, collection of a 
re-released of three previously released NES Mario games, Mario One, Two, and Three, and also for the first time in North, uh, for, for the first time in the West, uh, the Japanese Super Mario Brothers Two, which is which is called uh, Lost Levels on on this game pack. Uh, it's nice that you call it a collection because in Japan this cartridge is actually called Super Mario Collection. Yes. Yep. And I actually played the Japanese version. Uh, this was released within two weeks of each other, actually, in Japan and North America. Uh, really? Japan got released July 14th, 1993, and North America got released August 1st. Well, that's interesting. I mean, the thing is, I played the Japanese card, and most of it was actually in English, so yeah. that's that's good. And the PAL version, and the PAL version, uh, the, the PAL version of this that came out that came out in December. Um, there have been, there have been some reprints or some or some re-releases of like this game since then. Um, the following year, the following year in like December, in December, in December of '94, uh, offering even more bang for your buck, uh, Nintendo, Nintendo released a, released a, released a special version of this game that also had that also had Super Mario World uh, bundled onto it as well. So you're getting like you're getting like five of the best classic Mario games on one game pack, which which would have been an amazing value back then, I think. Uh, but even those games weren't really new by that point. Still getting like five Mario games on one, uh, 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 you know, like one collection is like mind blowing. Yeah, no, that's that's a steal. And also, uh, and also, Super Mario All Stars has been re-released. Also, like also, has been re-released also like the Wii Virtual Console back in 2010. But but in a curious Nintendo marketing move, disc only, no download. So right, I actually remember that. So, it's it's weird. Yeah, that was that was that was a bit curious. Uh, curious that that version of the game got mixed results. Because a lot of people, to be a lot of people were expecting the, the collection to be enhanced in some way, but no, it's just pretty much a straight a straight emulator port. Which uh, is which sucks because now uh, this game's on disc. That means this game's probably going to be pretty expensive, right? The the cart holds its value tremendously well because it's Mario. Even though this right. game was produced in huge numbers, we'll talk about that later on. So, I mean, of course, this being Mario, uh, we really don't need to introduce Mario. I hope not, because if, to, 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 because we didn't explain a Mario game to you, then all I can say is welcome to Earth. But uh, wait, we're on Earth. <laughs> but uh, George, I am curious to ask you though, because uh, because you know, because you're uh, because you're a young age. You were born after these games had like already come out. Yeah. So, curi- so, uh, so I'm curious to hear about your first exposure to a Mario game, uh, what it was, on what you know, uh, like what platform. If you remember how old you were, uh, that kind of stuff. Tell us your history. So, do you know about this this old console? It was made by this company named Nintendo. Uh, they released what was it called, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, yeah, no, I started playing Mario games uh, when I was pretty young. I want to say maybe like three years old, something like that. And the first one I played was actually the first Super Mario Brothers um, because both of my parents had uh, an NES each. Um, you need to remember that uh, my parents were in their 20s during the 80s. Mm-hmm. So uh, when this NES thing caught on, uh, they both got one, and um, you know, we played Super Mario Brothers, and we played Super Mario Brothers Two, and we played Super Mario Brothers Three. Um, I remember actually just playing a lot of Yoshi's Cookie, mm. which I actually liked. That came a lot. <laughs> that was it, that was something. 
somebody will correct me on this, I'm sure, but I think that was the last uh, officially licensed NES game uh, by Nintendo themselves that came up. Wasn't that Wario's Woods? No, you're right, Wario's Woods. Yoshi's Cookie Woods. And that was also the the first, and that was also the, I think, only uh, NES title to be rated by the ESRB? Yes, because of how late they came out, yep. And it was the first game to be rated by the ESRB, right? Could be. I really don't know what the first I one was. I think it might have. Yeah. I remember it being so, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to see what the facts are here. Right. <laughs> I'd like to be corrected on that. Uh, but yes, uh, one, two, and three. We had those carts. They're still here somewhere. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, great condition. Mm. But uh, played them as a kid. I remember... Not finishing the first. I think we finished like the third. And the second uh, Super Mario Brothers was the hardest out of the three, at least for us. Um, Jeez. I still get uh, teased about... uh, Apparently, when I was a kid, I had a bad dream about Mario. And something like he was going to jump on my head and kill me or something like that. And my dad still makes fun of me for it. (laughs) But uh, when I was when I was really young, I used to be afraid of the game, uh, as I remember because of Bowser. <laughs> but uh, who knows? And boom, boom, boom from uh, Super Mario Brothers Three scared me a bit. <laughs> but yeah, that's my history. I actually, you know, I started with the first, and you know, actually, funny enough, I haven't played any of like the modern ones. I've only played like the DS one. And I played the Wii U one, and I haven't played much of those. In the interest of full disclosure, uh, I was a huge Mario fan as a kid because obviously, like, the, because obviously, because obviously, these Mario games were ones that I played uh, quite a lot uh, back right. in the NES and also Super Mario World, like the Super NES. But uh, right. um, the Mario franchise is one that, for me, did not translate translate over to 3D very well. Uh, kind of like um, I just kind of lost interest with the games like over time. Kind of. Like, uh, kind of the same with the Zelda franchise, actually. It just, 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 just some franchises for me just not just, just not translate translate over to 3D very well. And a, um, Super Mario Sunshine for the GameCube was the last was the last Mario game in the friend the franchise that I actually I actually I actually played and beat. Um, I have played some of the some of the later 2D ones that come out for the handhelds that are pretty good. Um, but as far as the as far as the mainstream games go, yeah, that was the last one. So. Um, and I said before in the past, the Super Mario World is like my favorite game in the franchise. Uh, but Mario Three is uh, uh, the runner-up to that. So, uh, which of the so which of the three original original NES Mario games like is your favorite? Um, I'm gonna have to say Super Mario Brothers Three. Do you like that one better than World? See, I haven't played a lot of World. I played a little bit. Um, World is definitely cool, and I should check it out more i'm still gonna go with three but uh oh uh oh i also want to um uh head off at the past maybe in, in case anybody has a small complaint that we're kind of like you know cheating a little bit by covering some ports of nes games uh there is president for doing this because yeah, because aaron was it, it was not me was not me in a past episode we were talking about the, we we're talking about the, we we're talking about uh, the Ninja Gaiden ports, uh, which came over on Ninja Gaiden Trilogy. 
So uh, there's enough. So there's enough differences between the between the Super NES version of this game that we kind of felt was worthwhile to give it a cover. So um, it's kind of maybe maybe kind of technically cheating a little bit, but not really that badly. <laughs> I don't um, think it's cheating. It's a it's an SNES card. It's out there. It was on the market. It's it's whatever. You know, we cover whatever SNES game we want to play, and this just so happened to be my choice. Yeah. And there are some, yeah, and and also to give Nintendo credit, there are some significant differences uh, between the Super NES uh, a version of this, like in the original, like NES games. Yeah, it's uh, not like a straight port. No. I mean, they literally put effort into these these games here, right? For the SNES, for better or worse, we'll talk about that here in a moment. Uh, yes, but uh, there's three major differences. There are three major differences that anybody can see like, right off the bat that were done to this game. Uh, the graphics, the graphics, and music were all updated to 16-bit standards. Uh, they all have the, uh, they all have 16-bit look. There's Pararex scrolling. Uh, the music, the, the music is the same tunes but remixed to take advantage of the Super NES hardware. Uh, the whole game is given a 16-bit facelift and it looks gorgeous because of that. Uh, all four games really look great. Um, they maintain, I think, I think at least they maintain the charm um, and the. Um, uh, like in the great detail sprite work that was that was present in the original games, just simply like warmed over to warmed over 16-bit style. There's still a very unique look and feel to the games, even done over this way. Uh, yes. Uh, all these all these games are you know up to 16-bit now. Uh, the thing is like it just when I played it, it looks it looks good, yeah, but it's not like I don't know. I don't like it. As much as I like the original, um, I did like some of the music. Some some of the songs sounded awesome, and then some of the other ones just I preferred the original eight bit over them. Um, yeah, so, like for instance, in the first Super Mario Brothers, if you get a mushroom and your big Mario, it basically uses the Super Mario Brothers three sprite that they made. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like that. Um, the small Mario sprite looks good, but when he gets the big Mario in the first game, it just kind of puts me off a little bit. Because yeah, it's like, because there's like two, because when you go from one to three, those are two different art styles. Right. And it's like bringing in that part of that art style into the game. It just does not feel right to me. Yeah, there's certain pros and cons to, 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 to you know what to do with it. You know, I agree with you in that case. It was a curious choice. Uh, I don't don't know why they couldn't have just kept the original the original Mario sprite and just simply like updated it like, a little bit. I have um, no idea. I think they were just simply just trying to like reuse reuse sprites they already had made up. Uh, I didn't want to spend um, too much effort or effort or time in trying to remake everything exactly exactly 16 bit. Right. Um, which kind of which which kind of goes against the the, the statement that I, the statement that I just made a couple minutes ago, saying how Nintendo put a lot of effort into this. They, they did put a lot of effort into this, effort into this, but they also realized that that you know that these are older games and it wasn't like a brand new release. So so they wanted to save a little bit of money somewhere. So they made some compromise decisions. I believe they used the same sprite for Mario in in uh, Super Mario USA or Super Mario Brothers Two, right. whatever you yeah. want to call it. So, yeah. The second major difference is one I really appreciate: um, save state support. Uh, each game, uh, uh, each game gives you each game gives you four 
like you do like four save slots. Right. That's awesome. It wasn't even three. It was four. Yeah. Usually the standard is three for each game, mind you. I mean, like not yeah. Like, yeah, not like you know four game saves period period on the card. You this have, is a big card. Yes, and you know, um, and save states are really great to have for Super Mario Brothers three because that is a very long game <laughs> to play in one sitting. I did oh, it, I did it yes. several times as a kid back in the Ferg, and it takes a long time to go through the whole game without using warp zones. Uh, so. Or you could just beat it in 11 minutes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so. But, oh, uh, yeah, that is a long game. I mean, by I mean, Mario 1, not so much. Not so much. You can beat the game like in an hour if you're good at it. Mario 2, it helps some. Um, you can go through Mario 2 in like a few hours. Uh, again, if you're good at it, but I, I think my record of going through Mario three from beginning to end was about like eight hours. So, oh my god, yeah. was that one sit there or? Well, it was a weekend sleepover thing. Friends, uh, right. we we had friends over. We were taking turns, just to trading off. So that's but, the best way to play this game. Yeah, so. the third one, like if you have someone you can play with and you can play two players, it's it's worth it. It's it's good. Right. Um, and the third major difference that, that, that you know, the third and the, and the third major obvious difference, the obvious difference that they made, um, you can customize the controller uh, to be able to to be able to change uh, what buttons you what buttons that you want to have jump and dash. So if you want to have it mimic the NES controller as close as possible, you can do that. If you want to have different buttons, you can do that too. So uh, I'm always was how many modes were there? Because I only saw A and B. Yeah, there's only the two modes, but the very fact okay. they can give you the modes is great because I'm a big fan of I don't of understand games. it, though, because, like, it's either that both uh, A and B are jump and then X and Y are dash, or it just changes, what is it, B? It changes B to dash, and that's it. And it keeps A to jump. That's weird. But that's how the NES was. I mean, like, you had the... Uh, right, no, I always use B. Right. The B setting because that's B is dash and A is jump. The thing is though, shouldn't they just like, I don't, I don't know. It's just weird to have jump on those two buttons because when I was playing and I didn't change the settings for the first time, I, I, I was like, why am I not running? Oh, I have to push one of these buttons. This feels weird. I do and it was just r- odd. Right. Right, yeah, no, I understand. I, um, but you know, for for me and for most people who played the Mario games, option B is the way to go. However, I did have a friend who, because of his parents, uh, was uh, didn't get exposed to video games like until he was in college. So he never played a Mario game. Whoa. Uh, so he never played a Mario game before this, and he and he preferred option A because he didn't have any memory. He didn't have any. Um, um, uh, what would you call it? Uh, predefined uh, memory. A button memory in his head about like how things how things should be, but that's the setting that makes the most sense. Yeah. Anyway, wow, really hasn't played video games up until college. Uh, his parents were very strict, very religious, so uh, they considered video games to be kind of like the, uh, like you know, like devils, the devil's handiwork, blah blah blah, that kind of stuff. So did they think that he was gonna like? jump on somebody's head and try to kill him and try to collect coins or, or something. No, it that's, that's how video <laughs> games work, right? They're, they're supposed to be reality. So when you jump on somebody's head, you kill them 
and you want to jump on their head so you can steal coins and do mushrooms. <laughs> and we all know that mushrooms are, are not fun and they're illegal. But, uh, yeah. And Mario is the devil. <laughs> uh, that's what I gather from video games. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll be back. I'm going to go jump on somebody's head because I just feel because I feel like it. Apparently, yeah. that's how video games influence my mind. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was complicated for him. I, I, I don't understand. So, yeah. I don't understand those kinds of people. But, you know, to each their own. Right. So, uh, it's not it's not illegal, so um, what you want. When you start playing the games, though, you'll uh, most players will recognize. Uh, and here we uh, this issue this issue is the one that really that really is most controversial to change with the games. And this is and this is really the one that purists of the games and whatnot argued about back then, and probably still argue about like now. Uh, some of the physics of, physics of the games were also changed. Were also oh changed my god! Somewhat. So yes, example, I realize that. Now, it, to me, to me, this is not a deal breaker. I can tell. I can tell that Mario's jump is like hand, hand, handles by hands a bit differently. Some of the enemies move in slightly different patterns or whatnot. Um, you know, just you know, just to give an example, whenever like whenever they have any kind of a. Um, uh, speed runs or any kind of a uh, point competitions or whatnot with Mario games, they always insist upon using the NES versions because it's be versions because there are because because the slight differences with Super Mario All Stars, you can do the exact same things and fighting up a different time, like different points, uh, because the physics because the physics of the uh, physics of the Super NES versions were tweaked a little bit. Um, I played a lot of Mario games as a kid on the NES, like I said before. I know the differences, but they're not that. But they're not to the point where they aggravate me. It's just more like, okay, you get used to it after a little bit, and that's it. But you go on. Uh, I don't consider it to be a deal breaker. Some people do. There, there are a lot of purists out there for the games who won't even touch this game because of to, to make those changes. Okay, and, so if you think this is bad, which I don't, I'm not a purist. It feels off to me, but it still works fine. So I have no problem with it. Now, if you go and play, uh, was it called Super Mario Deluxe, I believe, on the Game Boy? Yes, I had that version. Oh, that is really hard to play if you're used to the original uh, physics. Mostly, I could. Yeah, most. I could not play that game. Most original Mario Game Boy games were like that. They didn't. didn't, I could not play that game. They didn't really fix that problem until you got to the. uh, The advanced. Advanced. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should go get some of those because I. I bought on Virtual Console uh, Super Mario Deluxe, and I was like, okay, now I can play Super Mario Brothers on this 3DS. I don't know why I bought it, but it was cool. And it's like, I'm playing it, and it's just, the physics are so off. I, it was it, it was mind-blowing how bad it felt. Why don't you always have the cramped screen also, which couldn't be helped? But uh, I don't I don't mind that too much. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a that's that's a limitation you can't get around. Right. So you know, I give them credit for putting the game on there still. But yeah, uh, there are also some bugs that this uh, that uh, that are present present in the original games that were fixed, uh, like this, uh, like the Super NES ports. The most famous of those bugs that was fixed was the was the Monster World bug for, for the original for the original Super Mario Brothers. Uh, are you aware of this, George? No, what is this bug? 
Minus World. Uh, oh, is, I'm sorry. It's a yes, hard to I am. Explain verbally because video right. Games... You have to. I I just realized. I just realized what yeah. it is. Yeah. You just. Uh, so the easiest way to get it is uh, like, you just go to World into, but... One Two, and uh, then yeah. there's gonna be a uh, level warp that you can get to if you go to the top, run all the way to the right. Right. And there's a bunch of pipes, but if you break up. So there's going to be a pipe at the end if you just play it normally. Mm-hmm. If you break a block before the last block and then you try to jump and crouch and try to go in between the pipe and the block, you can eventually slide through it and go through the first pipe and you will go through uh, the minus world. Right. Yes. So, um, yep. And there, there are, and there are other ways to access the minus world, but that way to, 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 but that way they can describe like, the, the, like the reset the game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I say easiest. It's still, it's still tricky. It's still tricky to do this. Okay. I, so I have something, some kind of info. I don't think, uh, the minus world is actually world minus one. I think it's like world 255 or something like that. Probably, but the game, yeah, but the game shows the game, it up as it, minus right, one. Right, it shows minus one. Yes. So, yes. But, yeah. No, I'm sure it's an integer bug because, because like you said... The, Almost definitely. The, the game logic, it just... The game logic, it just rolls it over to, rolls over, rolls over to 256 or whatever it is. So, but, yeah, once you get the minus world, uh, that's it. Like, you can't quit it. You have to, like, set the game at that point. There's but, actually a pretty good um, thing that you could do here. So, when you're sliding... Uh, through that pipe, this is it's like a thing so that Mario doesn't get stuck and you get screwed over in the game. So um, when you're big Mario and you're crouching, you can get you can get under blocks and you you can't move while you're crouching. So when you stand up, uh, Mario just slides just to prevent the player from being stuck. Um, there's actually some pretty cool uh, tricks you can do with that kind of uh, thing. And it's, I believe it's helpful in speed runs. Yes. Yep. Yes. So, um, uh, so, uh, and, uh, but however, like all the, like all the warp zones, uh, that all three games had were left intact, all the cheat, uh, like all the cheat codes, like in all the, uh, like in all the, uh, like in all the, um, uh, and all the special, special, uh, special, special ways to be able to, a uh, uh, Break the game in some ways with play with left in, uh, and there were additional cheat codes that were added to Super that they're added to Super Mario All Stars, which we'll talk about uh, toward the end of the podcast. So, um, just just to touch into the, the three games themselves, like real quick, um, Super Mario Brothers, of course, is you know the legend, the classic, the one that started it all, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, this is a game that uh, playing it now on Super NES, it's really it's really impressive just to think of just how much, how many games still utilize the platforming kicks to, to tricks to tricks and tactics that this game started to, by the way back in 1985. Right. So, I mean, like, to, to see, to, this is not the first platform game, but it's certainly the most successful and the most popular of the platform games, and so many games have utilized, have utilized what this game does still to this day. It's just really impressive. Um, and, the game's still, and the game's still a lot of fun to play. Uh, it, it's still, it's still a fun romp. Anybody, to anybody, anybody who even touched this game for a little bit as a kid or as a young adult will be able to go back to this in, instantly 
And as far as difficulty goes, I think this game is actually the easiest of three games. Uh, like the, the, the original three of the NES games. Um, and I'm still horrible at platformers. <laughs> uh, well, um, you know, and just the, uh, the, the and uh, two and a two-player mode of Luigi was nice to have. Uh, yeah, but uh, unless, of course, you're playing against somebody who is much better at the game than you are, because then you have to like wait like a half an hour for them to die so you can have a you know turn to play again. <laughs> uh, that sounds like you've had experience with that before. I'm usually the one who's monopolizing the game because I was. Oh, you're that guy. Uh, I can't do it now, but back, <laughs> but, but but back when I had this as a kid, because I got this game. Obviously, this game was a pack in for the NES for a long time. I got my yes. NES, uh, so I got my NES at Christmas of '87, and my parents got the only other two games that were. I've told, I've told the story before, so I'll just go over like do it real quick. My parents got the system. My parents also got the only other two games that were in the store at the time when they got the system. Uh, pinball and Top Gun, both of which Ooh. are both 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 of which are fine games, but obviously, but obviously, Super, Super Mario Brothers like was the star of the attraction. So this was the game I was playing the most of for a few months, uh, like I got my birthday. Uh, when I got additional games, so I got so I got so so I got so good at the, so I got so good at the game at, you know, during the late eighties. I could um, I could go through the whole game on one life. See, if we were able to sit down and play this game together, you'd still be playing more than I would. <laughs> That's not a lie. Um, Super Mario Bros. 2. This is a weird game. We will talk about uh, Super Mario Bros. 2 U.S. versus Japan here in a moment. Um, but uh, as most people... Uh, as most folks know, this is actually a reskinned... Uh, version of a game that was originally released in Japan by Nintendo the previous year, uh, in 1987, called Doki Doki Panic. That got a facelift and was and was, was reskinned by Mario 2 for US release for US release like in '88. Among and, other changes, yeah. yes. And and. Uh, and at first, and at first, and at first, and at first, I didn't like this game too much. It, 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 this game, this game's one that should grow on you a little bit, I think, uh, because of how different, because of how different a feel that this game has compared to, to compared to like one and three. I don't know what it is about the second games in the series, like being oddballs, uh, because because you also saw this with Castlevania two, you also saw this with Zelda two. Um, there were just something about the second game of the the second game of a lot of series were just oddball games for some reason. Yeah, no, that's really interesting that you bring that up. I didn't realize that until now, because, you know, uh, Zelda 2 turned into that uh, overworld RPG kind of game, and uh, Simon's Quest Castlevania 2 turned into kind of like an open world as well, and Super Mario Bros. 2 was just really different. It is different. It's not a bad game. Uh, no, and yeah, no, it's it's a good game. Uh, when I was a kid, it didn't really matter to me. I don't, I'm not even sure if I was able to tell a difference in the gameplay because I was just I don't know whatever it's a Mario game. Let's play. So. There, there were a couple of unique changes made to this game on the Super NES version. Um, you got a few extra coins uh, when you were when you were playing the slot machine, like for example, and there were some other, uh, uh, and there were some extra options, and there was and. There, and there was one extra uh, one-up option added to get like, 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 out to the machine. 
um, and a couple of like small changes made to make the game a little bit easier. Uh, the, oh, okay. Like this version of the game, so. Um, well, it didn't make me any better. <laughs> I do really love how you can pick from four different characters, like how certain stages are definitely best handled, are best handled, are best handled by playing like one one person over another. Could you imagine playing each level with each character though? Oh, Doki Doki Panic did that, yeah. But, yes. But, uh, oh, another change they made. Another change they made for All Stars. Uh, in, 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 the, in the original NES game, you have to wait until the stage is finished uh, before you can change your character. Uh, in, in this version of the game, you can change your character, uh, but by any time after, by any time after, by any time after, by any time after that you lose a life. Right, right. So if you, so if you try, uh, on a dry stage, for example, Mario, and realize Mario's not, Mario's not that good in the stage, then you can, then you, you know, then you don't have to force yourself to go through the stage using Mario. You can just simply, like, you know, like, pick, you know, pick that princess or toad and give it a shot that way. So, yeah, no, I think that's a pretty cool thing. So that was another, like, you know, like, modern touch, like they would say, to, 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 you know, to give the game a, a small bit of a modern convenience. Uh, to, you know, to right. make the game, like, a little bit easier. So, um, um, and, you know, there are elements, there are elements for this game that have carried over the series. This is where, for example, that Luigi was first established, first established as being, like, um, he was having, like, a, he was being, like, you know, a slow, a slow big jumper. Which is which carried over like all the games since then. Um, certain enemies, certain enemies, uh, uh, you know, such as the shy guys and the bombs that become to become staples in later games. Uh, the princess, this is the first game where she's playable, and she show up, she show up again, show up again, show you know, later games also. So, uh, a lot of firsts in this game too. Of course, the big granddaddy of it all, uh, a game that was so big that it actually had a movie promoted pretty much, pretty much like a commercial, you took a commercial for it. Um, <laughs> Why did you bring this up? Well, I liked The Wizard as a kid, so. <laughs> I did too. Um, Super Mario Brothers 3, uh, a huge game. I remember, you've heard about the Nintendo World Championships in 1990, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I went to that. Oh, okay. Uh, there was a um, uh, because uh, because that was a touring event. Uh, that uh, uh, they went around to different cities in the country uh, tour, uh, um, on tour, and you know uh, one of the I lived in New Hampshire at the time, and one of the stops was in was in Boston, and so my dad took my friend, uh, you know, took myself and a friend down uh, to Boston uh, on the day this happened, and it was like mecca because. Uh, there were so many games there that 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 became classic of the system that I got to play the first time uh, like that event, uh, and I also got to play, um, you know, and, and they also had a, you know they also uh, they also they also had they also had a whole bunch of the uh, uh, the Game Boy games out there too. There was the there was the contest, the time contest. We had to like you know play a little bit of Super Mario Brothers, uh, Rad Racer, and Tetris to see. You know, you know, to see like what the best score was, and the people with the best scores got to go to the national contest. So, uh, the main game of the attraction, though, was Super Mario Brothers Three. They had about a couple dozen terminals, all set kiosks, all set up like this one game alone. And um, to encourage people to rotate, they uh, they would shut the power off in all the games every like you know like ten minutes or so. Uh, you know, encourage everybody to rotate on and go on different games. And even if, you know, even them doing that. 
I still remember the employees having like shoe the employees having like the employees having like shoe games away because the game's like that good. So uh Sounds kinda like PAX except for the power going out point. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe Pax had a power. I don't know. But yeah, no, it kind of does sound like, um, what is it called? PSX? PlayStation Experience? Sounds yeah. like an old version of PlayStation Experience. Yeah. I still have a catalog like from that. A catalog like from that. Like, um, uh, do you like that event in storage too? Oh, awesome. But, uh, so yeah, Mario 3 was. You know, like Mario Two, I got this game as soon as it came out, and this is a game I loved. You know, I loved it. You know, I loved it first touch. I, I didn't think anything would top this. Of course, Mario World eventually, eventually will top it for me. But Mario Three is still a great game. Uh, just the um, the ability to be able to fly, like to, 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 to fly in the game, like the you know, you know, like the raccoon suit. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, what's awesome? What's awesome about that is not only you're able to fly you can find secrets with it. a lot of secrets yes so you'll find warp flutes you can find secret areas yeah so Some good stuff mini games uh including special like you know two player only mini games like for example you could do uh there was a version of the amara brothers the original mario brothers like a game that was only available uh in two player mode that was pretty fun to play so, yes um when you started up in all stores or collection for at least for me, um, you're able to actually start the battle mode yes. uh, from the title screen, which is not in the original version. Correct. Yep, that's a change they made. So. Also, I don't like the music that they play <laughs> at the beginning of the title screen. That's actually like that that's position. actually a remix a remix of the remix of the original Mario Brothers music. I don't like I don't like it. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Why is there music playing? <laughs> uh, but no, se- seriously. Um, I was I, I, you know, when I started up, I said, what is this music? I really don't like it. But um, the remix of World War music sounded awesome. Yeah. So, uh, All the music in the game is very good. I mean, I, I mean even... Um, you know, at least the original NES version. You know, I agree with you. Some of the versions sound better, sound better than yeah. others. But the soundtrack, yes. the, the, the whole soundtrack of the game is the, 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 you know, the game is very solid. Um, this is a game that introduced the mini bosses, like the the mini bosses, uh, you know, like the uh, baboons, and you also have the seven kids show up. The seven kids show up, show up, you show up for the first time. I think you mean boom booms. Boom boom. Yeah, sorry. Um, That's hard. And there's also that great, that great throwback reference uh, when you beat the game finally and rescue the princess. She gives you that famous. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Mario, but a princess in another castle. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, it's not only there; they also type it out really slowly. Yes. So it's like, sorry, Mario, but our princess. Like, come on. You're gonna make the joke, just plaster it on the on the the wall there. Uh, but for me, when I bought this game back when it first came out, the the main reason for buying it was to be able to play this new Mario game that we that most people would not have access to, uh, 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 like up till then. The real Japanese, the Japanese, the Japanese version, uh, the Japanese version of Super Mario Brothers Two. 
which is really just which is really just Mario Brothers on crack. <laughs> <laughs> Great analogy. But uh, it's a simple one that comes to mind. So um, the history of this game is quite interesting uh, because they, um, uh, because Nintendo, like like many companies, uh, upon realizing upon realizing that they had a smash hit on their hands with Super Mario Brothers, they wanted to get a sequel out quickly. So they did the same thing that other companies have done in this case, and just simply just took the original game and just kind of made some changes to it. But uh, this was on the disc system, wasn't it? Yes, it was originally. This wasn't a cart. This was the, this was the, originally originally it was a disc a, a Famicom disc release game. It came out the following year in 1986, uh, one year after Mario Brothers did, and it was the second game to come out on come out come out on the disc. It was like a, a basically like an expansion pack, basically. Right. Yeah. The disc system. Yeah. The disc system, real quick, was just basically a way for Nintendo to be able to get the games out uh, cheaper because they um, uh, you could buy the game on disc cheaper than what was the, 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 the cheaper to, cheaper than carts. So Sega would do this also later on the later on the, the Master System. But um, the, not only not only that, um, the disc. The discs for the disc system had a, a lot more storage. So yes. uh, when you play the Japanese version of games, you will notice that um, the music and the sounds are much better because they have that space to put them in there. Exactly, yep. And, yes. and also, uh, while we're speaking of Famicom and better, better music, um, also there were special chipsets that companies made for their games it made it sound better. So when we got games over here in the U.S., they didn't allow that. So some of the music was watered down, sadly. Yeah, one of the most one of the most famous examples of that is Castlevania Three. Yes. Which I, yes. Which I think the NES version the version sounds very good anyway. So it but. it does sound good. You you are right. What they did with it still sounds great. Yeah. But. The Japanese version is better with, of, with a good amount of things. <laughs> some of the versions of the song sound better. Some of the versions I prefer the U.S. version. So, you know, like it okay. depends. But anyway, yeah. um, Mario 2 was the first was the second thing to come out on the disc. Uh, Zelda was the first game. Um, but the first one or the second one? Zelda was first. Mario 2 was second. No, 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 I mean, which Zelda? The first Zelda? Yeah, the first Zelda. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Zelda 2 didn't come out to 88. So, okay. But they, um, Almost all disc games, though, did eventually get ported over to cart, a few even in Japan. So, right. And one of the advantages, of, one of the advantages, like about the disc system, was that was that many Japanese stores for a long time had kiosks where you could bring in your game on, on a disc, uh, pick out a new, to pick out a new. They game. were rewritable. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Pick out a new game on 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 that machine and re- pay for it and rewrite your game on, on the disc. And the system was so popular. That Nintendo eventually did. Nintendo eventually discontinued the system several the, the, the system several years later because of piracy, mostly. But the, mm-hmm. uh, but, but this system was so popular that there were still stores in Japan. Nintendo Nintendo did not recall the last their Famicom disc uh, uh, disc systems out of stores until like 2009. Yeah, and, yeah. You know that's how popular the popular the popular the system was in Japan like for the longest time. Which is so, insane. Yeah. Um, you take a look at like. The PlayStation 2 in North America being discontinued in 2013. 
the disc system for Famicom was still going around till 2009. And this is something that came out in the 80s. Well, That's mind, you, well mind you, these are older games. Nintendo, Nintendo I think, it stopped, had stopped this. Yeah, they, right. they dropped official support. Yeah. But it was... But this was still going around. This was still yeah. popular. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it's it's a difference between Japanese and American consumers because there's consumers yeah. because Japanese consumers don't have a lot of free money to spend, so they were a lot more uh, penny pinching conscious than most U.S. gamers were. Really, I did not know that. Yeah, well, um, yeah, you know, like you know, um, uh, sp- um, spending money is spending money is tighter over there, and things and then things overall as a rule like more expensive. So, 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 like being able to get a new game for the equivalent of like ten, twenty bucks was like pretty attractive. Which is why, this, which one, which one, which one, which one of the reasons the system stuck around like for so long. I have to say, I really like pirated Famicom games. <laughs> Actually, I like pirated any well, older games. I should say, like Game Boy and all that. They're just silly, like Chinese bootlegs and stuff. It's just silly, yeah. but yeah. So anyway, uh, Mario Two. They Nintendo wanted to get it out quickly, so they just simply just took the original game, uh, tweaked it to tweak it in several places, and just released it. Just released Mario Two. Um, the game did very well in Japan, but when Howard Phillips, who was the chief executive of Nintendo of America like at the time, and was a big big figure for Nintendo. Uh, he was pretty much a public face Nintendo for a long time. I remember him. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I remember him being the, the. He was the he was the major editor for Nintendo Power, which I had a subscription to and read cover to cover ferociously several times a month. Um, <laughs> he, uh, it was a. Um, he was pretty much the god Nintendo for most of the American gamers during this time. Uh, he has a very interesting history. Way beyond the podcast to talk about here, but you should read up his history if you're not too familiar with it. He got to start because he was a lawyer defending defending Nintendo against the Donkey Kong uh, lawsuit that Universal filed had filed against him all the way back by all the way back in 1981. So oh yes, so, I uh, remember. So I so I so I so, like, like see so he has a long history, fascinating guy to read about. You know, highly courageous. Anyway, um, he reviewed the game, however, and came and came to the decision that he didn't think the game would do very well in the state for two reasons. Uh, one, he thought the game was too difficult, and, and you know, that American gamers wouldn't like wouldn't like wouldn't be able to appreciate it, and two, and two he and two he, and two he felt that American gamers wanted something a bit different than simply like you know a kind of warmed up semi sequel to to an older game. They, he felt the American conscience at the time really dependent you really wouldn't react very well to that, and you know, you know like how and like how a brand new game was the way to go. So, See, the thing is like I I, I half agree with that like. The game is way too hard for for anyone in this market over here in North America. But I feel like if you did release some kind of quote-unquote expansion pack to the original Super Mario Brothers, I'm sure it would have sold pretty well if it wasn't as hard as it was. Well, nowadays expansion packs <laughs> are very common and accepted, but back then, nobody... But really no, I'm, I'm saying right. like... If you market it and say, hey, there's new levels to Super Mario Brothers, I'm sure people will still buy it if it wasn't as hard as Super Mario Brothers 2 was. Well, to be fair, Japanese gamers found the game to be very difficult also. As a matter of fact, there's a famous... But yeah, they play games differently than we do. There's, uh, there's, 
Uh, there's a great commercial on YouTube, which I highly recommend to anybody checking out. Uh, how Nintendo advertised, uh, advertised like Mario 2 in Japan. They actually showed, the commercial showed, uh, the, 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 the commercial showed Japanese gamers playing the game and screaming at it in frustration like how difficult that it was. And that was advertising, advertising marketing. I think I've seen that commercial. <laughs> and they were talking about how it was on the disc system. Yeah. And, yeah. So, anyway, anyway, Howard Phillips said in a recent interview a few years ago that reason number one, the difficulty, was the was the was the was the, was the bigger deciding factor. There's two reasons for like deciding not to, to, That's not to release the game. But number, but the but their reason, but their reason, but the other reason, the other reason certainly had an impact, like in some way, to perform. Um, but, uh, um, but, uh, um, but anyway, this also, this also brings to mind an interesting point. Nintendo America was granted a great deal of autonomy, like at the beginning, you know, for the get go, because like, you know, Nintendo of Japan could have forced this game upon the American market. They allowed Howard Phillips and his people here in Nintendo of America to make a decision on what games, what games that they wanted to bring over and what games they didn't. So, like from the start, Nintendo of America had a great deal of freedom that the American branches of Sega and Sony later years did not have. Um, you may be familiar, George, with the famous example of the infighting that happened between Sega of Japan and Sega of America over the over the Saturn and 32X. Uh, I don't know a lot about it, but I know about it. Yeah. So, I mean, for the like for Howard Phillips, the company to be given even the decision. The freedom to decide we don't want the game to release to come over here to come over here you know, because we don't think that would do very well was really unheard of back then. Uh, like for many, like for like many Japanese companies that operated, you know, operated business like in the U.S. as well. So, well, you need to realize that Nintendo has been around since like the 1800s. Yeah, I know that. So I'm just you saying know. that there were many Japanese companies operating in the states back then, and Nintendo of America had the most freedom to operate. To, to, to operate the parent company than anybody else did uh, for Japanese companies like that time period. I think they just had a little bit more experience, so they kind of, you know, said, hey, uh, we don't know the American market as well as you do. Uh, you should help us out. Mm. No? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, you know, there were some influences also, um, you know, um, uh, just uh, we talked about Zelda a little bit earlier, but you know when Zelda was ready to when Zelda was ready to come out, come out several months later, Nintendo of America at first wasn't sure about that game either. But Japan really wanted the game to come out. Japan was sure the game would do well over here, so they kind of so they didn't they didn't force. They kind of persuaded things a little bit differently and differently in it, differently in the fact how they rushed over they rushed over. Um, copies of the game and translators to sit with the gamers, the, the gamers like at the Ten of America headquarters to go over the game with the people to make sure the game was to make sure the game was understood and appreciated fully, and that's how they, you know, that's how like a one like Ten of America over pretty much because of that effort. So there were things Japan could have done if they really had wanted this game to come over to, 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 to come out to, to come out in the states, but they trusted Howard Phillips enough because because of history and track record to say okay. Well, we'll we'll take this older game that we have that we have we'll, we'll have and we skin it we skin it and release it over here as a different game. So, very very interesting topic. Yeah, and I think the biggest mistake Nintendo has made around that time was not releasing the NES like it was the Famicom, because there was a lot that we missed out over here on 
We didn't get the disc system. We didn't get the keyboard. We didn't get all that stuff. That was common for companies. That, that was common for that was common for companies for companies your time period your time period though. Second, uh, Sega did the same thing. Yeah, I mean, the SG one thousand didn't come out over here, and the Master System was different over in Japan. I know, yeah. I know a little bit about the Master System. I know <laughs> a thing sure. or two about I, the I Master so. System. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I just, I mean, we're we're on the same level now, but it really stinks that we couldn't get the Famicom over here. We couldn't get. I don't. I don't think the SG one thousand would be popular over here. But like, it stinks that we couldn't get the stuff that they had over there because, like I said, they had the keyboard mm-hmm. and they had all these cartridges where you could do like basic programming and stuff like that. And they had the disc system where g- games were bigger and there there were huge games on those disc systems. And it would have been awesome to get some some of those games over here. Yeah, true. Agreed. But yeah. uh, going back to one of your points, two points you said earlier, um, it was a controversial decision back then. It was still, you know, it's still kind of controversial now. I think as whether or not Nintendo made the right choice in like, like not releasing Super Mario Brothers to Japan uh, over here or not, uh, because some people, because, because I remember, because I remember, because I, because I remember, because I remember like Nintendo Power talking about the game like in the late 80s and showing, showing pictures about it and pictures about it and be like, you know, this is, this is, this is, this is Super Mario Bros. 2 that was released in Japan. So, so, you know, some people, you know, some people here feel that it should have come over, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Um, still kind of controversial today. Uh, you know, whether or not, you know, whether or not Nintendo like, made the right choice or not. Uh, I personally think they did because, like I said, going back to Howard Phillips, two reasons. Um, I didn't really want at the time as a kid uh, a rehashed version of Mario Brothers. Like I wanted a whole new game. Um, as, as an adult, of course, I think I would appreciate appreciate the game differently. And I was, uh, I was. Uh, let me think here for a moment. I was, I was 17 when Super Mario All Stars came out. So by then, oh, wow. like, by then I was old enough to appreciate to appreciate the game like what it was. But the main, the, 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 the main second point, of course, is difficulty. This game is insanely difficult. It is probably one of the most difficult platforming games that I've ever played before, like my whole life. And do you want to say something? So, what I think they should have done is they should have still released uh, Super Mario Brothers Two as we know it over here as Super Mario Brothers Two, but take the Japanese lost levels, whatever, and brought it over as like. They should have called it like Super Mario Expanded or something like that. Like they should have added like a title to it to make it seem like it's just an add-on to the original. But here's the second one. But if you want more levels of the first one and you want a challenge, you can buy this. And I think I think that would have been pretty good uh, to have those two things out. There's something also that Howard Phillips said in that recent interview from recent interview talking about this like a few years ago, stuck with me. Um, he also he also was afraid afraid of that if there, he also was afraid that if this game had been released in the states as is, that the Mario franchise would have been associated with like very difficult nail biting frustrating gameplay, and he didn't want that because this is a, because it was a brand new franchise, 
and he felt the franchise would do very well in the states in later games, and he, and he didn't want that reputation reputation to come out in American gamers be like, oh Mario game, oh let's not buy this because that game was any difficult because because that like because that because that has experience. He right, was, well that's why you that's why you release both of those things then. I, I, you say here's the second one, but if you really want a challenge, I think that would have here's more levels for the first I one. Think that, I think that yeah, I think that, I think that would have confused confused gamers back then. How would that confuse them though? If you're branding something as number two, and then you're branding the other thing as just an extension to the first game, is that really confusing? I don't think gamers were as where gamers were, and you know, I mean this in the kindest way possible because <laughs> to, to, because I'm myself myself really like fighting this group. I don't, don't think gamers are that the games were sophisticated enough at the time to uh, to be able to to be able to appreciate to appreciate to appreciate that fine point. I think that by the time okay. that, that, that I think that by the time that All Stars came out, but even then the game wasn't released separately. Lost, Lost levels Lost levels was not released Lost levels was not was not released separately um, like until the. Um, Oh, the, uh, oh! I think there was a Game Boy advanced version of the game that came out separately, uh, separately by the mid two thousands. It took a long time for the long time for the game for the game to be separately. I think in this case, Nintendo was like, "Well, we're pretty good at Mario Collection, but it's has been games. We really need something fresh on here to anchor. To anchor. I know we had this, we had these, we had, we had this, we, we had this Japanese version of the game that you know, you know, that never came out before in this, you know, outside of Japan. Let's, you know, let's." You know, the tiller's on here is a bonus. So I think it was the rationale behind it. Okay. But um But Lost Levels got the same graphical treatment that the you know the other games did. Um and this game <laughs> uh you and I talked about this uh previously you previously like off mic George, but right from the start, Lost Levels gives you a huge F U like right at the start of the game. Because <laughs> that typically it's like you 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 hit the first power up, and mushroom comes out. Now, in hindsight, this mushroom is colored very differently than a regular mushroom. In fact, in, in, that means it's tastier, right? In fact, in fact, when the changes they made for the Ozark version, where they made the colors pop out more, uh, like this mushroom than it was originally, um, to make it even weren't more... the colors like uh, more dull yeah. in the original? Yes, and in this version okay. of the game, they're very bright. They're very vivid. In hindsight, right. in hindsight, it's very easy. To, it's very easy to recognize that this mushroom is different. But of course, you're so used to playing Mario games. You want to collect it anyway. You don't even like, think about that. You're not right. paying like any kind of attention. So you, like, you got the mushroom, and then you're like dead, and you're like, "What the hell?" The thing, though, the thing though, is that's not the first power up in the level though it's just the first power up in a question mark block yeah sorry that's what i meant to say yeah the, yes the, mark block. the the there is a mushroom uh where the red koopa troopa is uh located and you have to hit i think it's like the second to last block or something like that and it comes out and, that right there, and then you have to hit the block again to bump it out of the area and that right there so, my friend sets you the whole tone of this game Yes. Well, isn't there isn't there a level where you have to keep jumping on uh, bullet bills? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yep. Uh, That's yep. That's a Japanese game, all right. Other major changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other major, other major, other major changes to the game besides besides that and poison mushrooms. Uh, Some changes. 
some states, uh, some states, some states just have wind currents, which can affect your jump. So, so you what? Be, yeah, you got to be very careful when jumping in those areas because you can see the wind moving, and if you don't jump just right, uh, you know the wind will shift and blow you into a pit. I didn't know that. Yeah, it gets, I'm not playing that game. <laughs> it gets really nasty later on. Um, Screw the head. <laughs> I mean, like you know, in Super Mario Brothers, this game, this game is ten times more difficult than the original game. I mean, like, you know, it is insanely difficult. I Just 10? Not like 100? Yeah, I wouldn't go that high. 20, maybe. Oh, okay. But... All right. All right. <laughs> um, so, um, but, uh, um, but there are some other, like, nice features to the game that are kind of different. Um, there are... Uh, oh, there are warp zones in this game also, but there are some warp zones, warp zones that send you backwards. And, of course, once you're in there... You don't have a choice. You have to take one of the. You have to go into one of the backwards, two backwards pipes. So it's, a, it's like another big, like you know, like um, like you know, difficulty spike to have to deal with that. But um, if you finish the game, however, without using any warp zones, you get to unlock a special, a special world nine uh, that you can play right after right after the main game that you you, know, you can't get if you use any warp zones. And what is that world like? Uh more of the same, just like you know, very. <laughs> oh, so it's just a secret world. It's just as hard. Yes. Yep. It's not harder or anything. It it's a little bit harder, I think, probably. But okay. Eight four Bowser's Castle is so difficult. It took me ten years to beat it. That's how difficult it is. Wow, you must have left that any soup no that I... console on for a while. I didn't know what no. to say, but. <laughs> Yeah, well, 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 I mean, obviously, obviously, there are save states in this one, uh, and you know, mm. and you can save your game right after like each level. So you know, like, 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 like finish like. So, so, so for example, if you finish two one, and you when you die two two, then you can go back to two one and start again. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, like two two, you can start again. And once you reach level and save there, you can you, you can start at that level. So so just like it's a nice touch, but um, there are also, however, for the bonus like bonus the. Uh, a bonus stages like this game also, which are labeled, which are labeled A through D. Yes. So a lot of extra content in this game. Um, this is certainly a lot of fun to play if you enjoy the original game. Just, just, just like just like I said, just just be prepared for that insane difficulty spike. Um, because they, when um, you're me, you stay very far away from it <laughs> because I have trouble just with the first game. I could not beat eight four as a teenager when I first had this game. I tried again and again and again and could not do it. I did not finally manage to beat that game until save states in emulation years later. Cheater. You had to cheat. That's how tough it is. It yeah. makes you cheat. So but anyway, uh. it it was certainly great to have that game included, to include like in this pack because, like I said, this first time. Oh, definitely. You know, this is the first time this game had been seen, like I've seen outside of Japan. Um, it was a great way to anchor this uh, because, like I said, you know, I think I don't know the game. The game would have sold well, I think, anyway, regardless, regardless of the fact it was present or not, because it because it, because it includes some enhanced versions of, of, of three great uh, three great like, uh, three great like NES games, but having all stars on there really to really give the package like some extra value. Um, and the game was actually available available for available for a while when it came out as a promotion by Nintendo. Um, if you bought the if you bought a Super NES the the, the, the 1994 and it sent away for 
approved a purchase and three dollars three dollars and fifty cents for shipping, then you get this game for free. Oh. So it was nice, like, um, so like you know, nice bonus uh, to uh, to get the game. Um, the game sold very well. It was moon, so you know, like it was moon choice seller. Um, it, it, it reviewed very well, like the time, and a, um, and given you know, given you know, given how big that this game was, there's there's no shortage of copies of this game that's available on eBay. Uh, I found uh, I, I found 176 copies of the copies of Super Mario of Super Mario All Stars for the Super NES currently uh, currently active, and they were recently sold in last so recently sold so recently sold in the last 90 days. I double check this. This is so this is correct. 1,158 copies. Wow. Sold in the last 90 days. Wow. Now, for how much? That's. That's part two of mind blown because <laughs> being a Mario game, well Mario games technically, this game has held its price very well. I'm sure you know that I'm sure you, I'm sure you know that the Nintendo first party games hold their value very well. Super NES games are on a price bubble right now, and Mario games are always are, Mario games are always are, are always in high demand. So you factor all three of those things together, and you're, you're talking ka-ching, ka-ching. So um, these prices include shipping. Cart only, anywhere from twelve, to, from twelve to forty-four bucks. Wow, that's a big range. Uh, complete box, anywhere from thirty-three. Uh, complete box, like, anywhere from thirty-four dollars to to hundred to one hundred and twenty dollars. That's an even bigger gap. And there were sealed copies of this game available also, which sold anywhere from one twenty-nine to uh, to two hundred bucks. Huh. So yeah. Wow. This game hmm. so. For twelve bucks, this game is worth, it, I think. But if you want CIB, you're gonna have to be prepared to pay for it. If twelve bucks for this game is a really good deal, I got this for cheap because I bought the Japanese version mm-hmm. a while ago. So, but uh, twelve, what was it? Twelve to forty for loose. Twelve to forty-four, yeah. That's not bad. Uh, forty-four is a little. I I feel forty-four is a little eh. <laughs> But like if you can get it for that twelve, awesome. If you get it for something in between, uh, that's really good still. Hmm. So, uh, oh, uh, and there are some, and there are some unique codes that were added to some of the games uh, for the like, Super Mario All Star version alone. Like I said earlier, all previous codes for the Mario games still work in this version of the game. Plus, they also added four new ones. Uh, two of the two, two of the new codes added affect like affect Super Mario Brothers uh, uh, the original by itself. Um, if you want to do a high score reset on the you know, entire screen, push A, B, L, and R like all at the same time. And if you want to, do, you want to restart the game after game over, hold A and B on the game over screen, to, to, and then push start. Uh, on Super Mario Bros. 2, if you, uh, if you run in a situation we talked about earlier where you realize that you, you really have the wrong character, the wrong character uh, like the stage you're on, you can... Uh, you can, uh, you can kill yourself like in a suicide. Uh, oh, don't tell them to do that. To get back That's to the, mean. Uh, you to get back to the uh, uh, character select screen. By, by, oh, you mean in game? Yes. Uh, oh. By pausing, by pause the game, then hold L and R, the uh, L and R at the same time, like to push select. So, um, and um, and uh, in Mario Brothers Lost Level, you can also do a high score reset. Uh, that game also like the same code. 
uh, that Mario Brother One uh, reset is. Uh, push, you know, pushing like A, B, L, and R like all the same time. So, so in hindsight, uh, this is this is really a great collection. It was a great collection then. I still think it's a great collection then. I still think it's a great collection now. Um, right. Purists may complain about the you know about the you know about the ultra you know the ultra physics uh and some of the and some of the hit and miss like remixed graphics or music but for most casual players mario games you're gonna be very happy like this collection i think I, you know uh, when i play a Mar- when i want to play a mario game these days that I, um you know is this version of the game that i play like not the original really yeah uh i prefer to play the originals really yeah why is that uh, you know, it might just be because I grew up with the originals, but I don't know. I really like the originals better than, like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the redone versions. They're still cool, and they're still fun, and they look good, they sound good. I just prefer the originals. Well, I grew up with the originals, too. But, you know, I just think this version of the game offers some, uh, offers, like, offers, like, offers enough enhancements uh, that make the game like worthwhile playing. Yeah, um, I mean, we didn't get the Japanese Mario Two over here until uh, All Stars, so right. you could go, yeah, you could go to that cart to play that. But I mean, I don't know. I just really prefer the originals for some reason. Yeah, and you're not alone in that opinion. Like I said, you know, it's kind of you know, like you know, like I said, you know, there's still a lot of people who kind of debate about it. But even this day, you know, you know, which version of the game is better, um, you know, is better like one reason like or another. So yeah, um, but you know, it's a great Mario collection. Um, you know, it, like you know, if you, uh, you know, the later one with Mario World included included onto this makes it an even better collection because you get that to no reason like five games, like one game pack. So, um, oh, there was one small, I didn't know this, I didn't know this, but you were doing research on it. The version of Mario World included, you included, included on the double, you know, double game pack that came out later on, actually, you know, actually, you actually, you actually had one small difference, like the original release of, you know, um, of Mario World. Uh, Luigi's Sprite was changed, like it was green. Oh. So. I did not know that until right. I was doing research. Right. So, um, I guess it kind of, you know, I guess it kind of rose in hindsight that they would, you know, it makes sense for Luigi to be green. They wanted to, you know, they wanted to make it uniform across the board now. So, yeah. So they went back and redid it. So, interesting. But, uh, yeah, indeed. So, anyway, yeah, um, this version of the game gets my, you know, like top picks, like I said, be, you know, like I said before. For being like a, a a very great go-to Mario collection, uh, George George, you heard him say, still you know, still prefers the original, but um, but George, if you want to play Lost Levels, like probably go to this version though, right? Yeah. Um. Or I mean, if I really want to play the original, I just I could just emulate it. But um, I, I still recommend getting this collection. Uh, most definitely. I have no problems with it. No major problems with it. I just, I don't know. I just really like the originals for some reason. I like having the carts. I like the music from the NES. I don't know. 
Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, like, both versions of the game no. are great. So. Yeah, it's not like I'm a purist. Like, I have no problem playing the All-Stars or Collection, <laughs> depending on what version you're playing. Um, yeah, I have, I have no problem playing the All-Stars versions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep, okay. Sorry, yeah. Uh, you know, final thought. Uh, the tire screen, the, the, you know, the tire screen, like, this version of the game is very cute. Uh, they have that, you know, that... You know, that has that, you know, like, uh, the stage, the stage, the stage screen with the characters, like, all the, the characters, like, all show it to show it in the background. They hearing that, you know, the like, murmuring of voices going on, you know, you know, that's it, you know, it, it takes a page from the Mario 3 opening. And, like, you know, it feels like, you know, it feels like, um, you know, like how, the, the, how the characters are kind of like at the beginning of a play. Yeah, that was that is awesome. I really like that. Yeah, that's the, nice. be, the beginning screen yeah. there. Yeah, that's a nice touch. And then the music that plays after a light turns on or whatever was pretty cool, too. Yep, yeah, the light comes on, the music plays, like, all the characters, like, show up, like, in full show what, you know, characters, you know, characters there from, you know, characters there from all three games. So, um, yep, and then, uh, yeah, nice house screen. So, but, you know, like, the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole, yeah, the whole overall, overall presentation, uh, you know of the game, um, you know the manual. The, the manual box art is very nice, also. You know everything. You know every, do, do everything as far as look and feel of the game is like a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, thank you very much again for tuning into us. Like you know, the action-packed uh, um, uh, podcast episode where George and I again are disagreeing on things. But <laughs> tuning in is this the radio? Well. You were listening to it like a radio, so yeah. You're listening ninety nine point five <laughs> SNES podcast. Most people are going to be listening to this like on their uh, like on their like their iPhones and uh, uh, and Android devices and whatnot, probably. So um, yeah, close enough to radio. <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, do phones even do the radio thing anymore? I don't think so. They do. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You can have it set up for the, you can set up for that if you want to. Huh, that's cool. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, Mario games are not Mario games are not games. They're not games like designed to be played like in a phone though, definitely because oh no, <laughs> you need you need you need you need uh, pinpoint control to be able to do well in these games. And, you also need that tactile feel for these games. Yes, <laughs> uh, you can't just push your fingers on a screen and magic app. Well, magic does happen. It's just not good enough magic. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, um, so thank you again to everybody for, to, to, to everybody for listening to, for, you know, listening to this episode. Uh, please, 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 please be sure to check out our Facebook page. Um, and you can also send me an email directly to the SNES podcast at yahoo.com. Um, and, uh, and, uh, George can be reached, uh, also on Facebook page, and how can they reach you directly, George? Uh, I am on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Mr. Chief. That's at M I S T U R C H E E F. Uh, you know, you know, you know. Just just send me a message in a bottle. Uh, <laughs> my carrier pigeon will pick it up and deliver it to me. Mm. Uh, let's see. I mean. We have uh, emails for different podcasts. So uh, for my Master System podcast, you can contact me on there uh, by emailing msm at theboxfort.net. 
that URL is the box for it. T H E B O X F O R T dot net. And for the PlayStation podcast, you can contact me through, uh, I believe it's PSP at the box dot net. Yes. George and I, George and I also like also do like also do the PlayStation podcast together. So, uh, please, like, please be sure to check that one out also. Yes. And that's more in my wheelhouse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, we're, uh, this, uh, this podcast is also available like on iTunes. Uh, please, you, you know, you, you know, we do use it. Uh, please, um, you know, please give us like a rating and review on there. It, you know, it's always, you know, it's always very appreciated. Is this podcast on Stitcher? <laughs> it, it was, it will be again soon. I, okay. I had to take it off when we changed guest hosts. Um, so I'm still in the process of trying to get set back up. It will be back on Stitcher again shortly. So okay. I'm, so, like, so I'm working on that. Um, please also be sure to check out the. Please also be sure to check out the Facebook page, uh, like the website, also like our sponsor. You know the Drave Rig, which is a which is a great like emulation device uh, for a whole bunch of systems, including the Super NES. Um, and uh, next episode, we're going to be talking about another another port uh, of a game that originally of a game that a game that did not start life on Super NES. But maybe best known for Super NES version these days, actually. Uh, one of the more popular versions. Uh, do you want to tell the listeners out there which game that we're going to have to be doing next time, George? Uh, yes, we're going to be playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Oh, wait, no. That's not right. Wrong podcast. <laughs> oh. oh, 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 wait, hold on, hold on. I just got a message from my anonymous source. Yes, we are doing Populous. Yes, Populous. The classic God Mode game. Sort of the whole genre. Yes, uh, it's Peter Molyneux game. Yes, uh, or- originally originally a PC game by Bullfrog, port to Boss Systems, but the Systems, but the Super NES version was considered to be like one of the best ones. Uh, yes, for reasons, for reasons, for reasons, we'll talk about to talk about the next podcast. Oh, um, I want to talk about them now. Um, and do you know what? And curiously enough, do you know what company got the rights to the Super NES version of Populous, George? Uh, trivia question for next time. I do not. You might be surprised. So uh, I never heard of that company. <laughs> Are they still around? Uh, to, so, like, tune in that time for the answer to that question, like, and many more. So, oh, uh, what a cliffhanger! <laughs> uh, we appreciate, uh, Jim. Appreciate, we appreciate like all of your support. If you have any, if you have any suggestions, comments, uh, uh, feedback, ideas for. Like future games to cover, uh, please be sure to leave us a message on Facebook or send us to send us an email. We very much appreciate it. So thank you very much, everybody out there for listening, and take care. Bye. Nintendo controls eighty percent of the video market, but no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep of power.